Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Hi kids, Space Ghost here. You're listening to Riley and Kimmy on the Riley and Kimmy Show. It's Riley and Kimmy time. It's Riley and Kimmy time. It's Riley and Kimmy time. They do not like my rhyme. It's Riley and Kimmy time. It's Riley and Kimmy time. It's Riley and Kimmy time. Screw it, I'm done. Oh, he's not done at all. He'll be in Deland, Florida, coming up tomorrow, Sunday. We'll have more details on the way. That's George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost. Right now, right next to me is my version of a cartoon. Kimmy, I got one. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Everybody, 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 everybody. <laughs> Hi. Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy, three very sane spectators. Uh, that's questionable right now if it's uh, all sane ones behind me, because one of them's kind of making all kinds of weird noises like the wolfman, and that is the giant, uh, the giant dog, the big dog, Lockjaw, the mastiff is right behind me. Along with his uh, fur kid sister, and then the other sane one, I, which is also questionable, is Kimmy. She's right next to me, too. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to this Saturday cartoon kind of an alternative version of the Riley and Kimmy show. Are you all cartoony? Yeah, I am. <laughs> That's really good. By the way, for those who have just uh, checked out the Riley and Kimmy show for the very first time, we offer a nerd variety talk show every single day. They play nothing but rotten junk on that program. That's not true. We talk about pop culture escapism kind of things every single day, right, Kimmy? That's right. So be sure to tell your friends you found a place to get away from just about everything. We're sort of like the rabbit hole in Alice in Wonderland. You, you don't know where you're going to end up when you fall down that thing. True. So I am the Mad Hatter. Kimmy is Alice. And that's the way it works. Aw. Well, you are right here. Well, thank you're, you. I'm the Mad Hatter. There's no question about that. I thought at one time maybe that white rabbit jumping around, but nah. And, you know, and I'm definitely not the March Hare, even okay. though you've accused me of being such. But I am not that. Welcome to this episode. We'll be talking about nerd and geek stuff throughout this episode. And, we'll yeah, we'll be going back in time. With something we're going to be uh, dedicating to some people that are appearing in Deland tomorrow at the Deland Comic and Collectibles show. We'll be dedicating something to John Diadana and Phantasmagoria Orlando. We'll have that on the way. They are, by the way, a steampunk Victorian horror troupe. They play with fire, and some members even play with swords. They do sword swallowing, some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah, they play with fire, dance with it, all kinds of, all kinds of odd things. Yeah. And that's Phantasmagoria Orlando, the steampunk Victorian horror troupe. Be sure to check them out if you're in Central Florida coming up tomorrow. And by the way, we're talking about uh, George Lowe. Tomorrow he will be, the voice of Space Ghost that is, will be in Deland, Florida at the Deland Comic and Collectibles show starting at 10 o'clock. He's there all day signing, taking photos, and and doing voice recordings for you. He, he He's available for that as well. Great. It's yeah. going to be so much fun. Yes, yeah, so you never know what to expect with George Lowe when he is in the house. He's also the voice of other cartoon characters. You can talk to him about the world of cartooning, you know, or actually animation. Talk to him about that and experiences with those things and voiceover work. Very friendly. I mm-hmm. guarantee you will enjoy your experience at the George Lowe table. 
And then there's another television person who is there too, right, Kimmy? That's right. Uh, do you mind talking about who else oh, is there? Butch Patrick. That's right, known for the Munsters and also for Lidsville and other television work and film work as well too. By the way, we talked to Butch on a well, previous episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. You can check that out. Podcast number 1107 talks about uh, talks about the Munsters, talks about Lidsville, talks about his 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 passions in the world of collecting and that. It's kind of fun, and you can find out a little bit more about Butch, a little behind-the-scenes thing. That's on episode 1170. You can see him tomorrow. That is at the Volusia County Fairgrounds, starting at 10. He'll be there all day, and if you listen to the episode oh, 1170, he talks about some of the unique things that will be at his table at the DeLand Comic and Collectible Show. Also, there will be, uh, let's see, somebody else from television. That is somebody from The Walking Dead, artist Tim Proctor will be there. He's actually he's actually an artist as well, but he's known for his zombie work on The Walking Dead. And my understanding, he will be getting, well, in full makeup. Yeah, that is cool. Scott Finster, master special effects artist, makeup artist, will be uh, getting him all ready for presentation as a zombie. Yes, it's fun to watch that transition. Yes, you can see that and get photos with Tim Proctor, and he's uh, he's available for signatures and, and all kinds of talk. He is fun, I, I, even though he looks quite disgusting as a zombie. Yeah. He is quite fun. And we have uh, previous uh, interviews with him, by the way, available on our website and our Facebook page and YouTube and all those kind of things. You can find those social media links and those videos also all archived right on our website. What's our web address? RileyandKimmy.com. And then some other people from uh, television fame just recently on national TV is Patty and Eric Waller, the Vicious Collectibles people. Eric is a master baker. Actually, I call him a master painter. Uh, he, we're joking about that part because uh, he's going to resurrect that old Sesame Street thing, going around and painting numbers all over the land in central Florida. Might even do that at the... At the uh, Deland Comic and Collectibles show, yes, he is a madman. He's a fellow brother. I think he's actually the March Hare in Alice in Wonderland. I'm the Bad Hatter. He's the March Hare. Mm. And stop by, see his zombies. His his very cute little vicious zombies. They are they are the uh, they're notorious and they're they're vicious. Yes. Yes. You can check those out. Talk to him also about the upcoming endeavor that Patty and Eric are about to launch. And all I have to say is the code word is underwear just go up to them and say i want to know about project underwear right that's right that's yeah, right yeah say the riley and kimmy show says i need to come up to you your table and talk about project underwear what's it all about and he will tell you about project underwear all right and and and, and before you ask that question take a look at those zombies then realize what may be coming out of his mouth might be way out there when you mention the word underwear okay so you can see that television personality or personalities as well at the Deland Comic and Collectible Show. Now, did I forget anybody else from television or did I get everybody from TV, Kimmy? Uh, I think you got it. All right. I, I hope so there. Uh, we got the whole list there. By the way, uh, there's an author who deals in the world of Disney. Matter of fact, he's put an entire fantasy mystery adventure series at Walt Disney World. Uh, he has four books, and that is author Jeff Dixon. He'll, he'll be there. Also, he's written a nonfiction book about Disney. Uh, he loves Disney, talks Disney trivia. You can find that interview with him. We talk about his books and uh, his love and passion for Disney on episode 1095, and he will be at 
the Deland Comic and Collectible Show in the afternoon. He comes in at afternoon. I believe it's from 1 until close, 1 until 5. He'll be there signing, bringing books as well. Stop by and meet Jeff Dixon. See, this is going to be a whole day event. And by the way, there's more celebrities too. There are comic artists there as well, big time comic book people. I can call him a legend. He wouldn't call himself that. Although some don't like to be called legend while they're living because you call somebody a legend in their life. I don't know. I I, I I got chastised for that at one time, calling somebody a, a legend who was alive. Oh. So, eh, don't call me that. I'm not dead. <laughs> That's what I was told. I'm like, okay. Well, highly respectable artist, one who is well known for his fantastic and beautiful work in the world of Batman, Captain America, Punisher, Marvel's Secret Wars, just to name a few, that is John Beatty, will be at the DeLand Comic and Collectible Show. John will be sketching. He is signing throughout the entire day. I urge you, if you want a sketch from John Beatty, please get there early because he takes, I'm not saying slow, he's very detailed, even with his faster sketches and stuff like that. I mean, his work is is beautiful. He'll have prints on hand if you don't want a sketch. He'll have those as well, but he is sketching, and he talks about that, his love of art. He talks about pop culture and, and collectibles. He does that with us. He sat down in a previous episode. That was episode number 1,108. You can hear John Beatty talk about all kinds of nerd and geek things. Really look forward to seeing John in just a few hours. That's mm-hmm. in... And by the way, if, if you you have anybody, anybody in, in your family who is interested in getting into the world of comic books... This is somebody to talk to. If they have a, por- a portfolio, they have art, bring it and, and and see if John can take a look at it. I'm, I'm sure he would love that. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. That's how he actually broke into the industry as a really young guy. I mean, he loved this industry of comic books so much, and he went to convention after convention after convention and talked to any artist, anybody he could, and he, he actually showed his work. And, took, hmm. and he took criticism, didn't just you know, get mad and, and, and give them a one-finger salute and say, you don't know what you're talking about. He actually adapted and grew from those experiences, and this is an opportunity for you or somebody you love to do that as well. Another fantastic artist. He he has what we call heat. That means he's quite popular right now. And that is Clay Mann will be there. Now, Clay is in the morning hours at the Deland Comic and Collectible Show. You know him for his work with Marvel and especially DC right now. Fantastic, beautiful work. That is Clay Mann. And stop on by and see Clay. I mean, just that recent cover we looked at of his. Oh, gorgeous. That Harley. Oh, the eyes. The thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was like real. Very real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Clay Mann. Very nice. Extremely nice. Mm -hmm. You get to meet him as well. And then another artist who's published and known. Tommy Castillo. And technically, I can call him a, uh, I should have said somebody also in movies because he and his wife, Sammy, have just uh, been in a film production with John Schneider. Yeah, from Dukes of Hazard fame and Smallville fame. Mm-hmm. And you can talk to him about that. Take a look at his work. He's got movie posters that have been, uh, are, are, I think, about to be released. And all kinds of beautiful art. And that is Tommy. You can stop by and see him and talk to him. Matter of fact, I have a feeling he wouldn't mind looking at a portfolio or two as well. Mm-hmm. That's right? Sure. That's Tommy and Sammy. Both will be there at the Deland Comic and collectible show. Also, local artists on hand, some sketching, and they will have some will have posters and prints as well. Beautiful work to add to your walls or your collection. That's at the Deland Comic and Collectible Show, a show that really leans over to collectible side more than comic books. Not the, I mean, this is just its niche. It, 
it's you never know what you will find there mm -hmm. collectible wise True. vintage vintage things uh, it, it's a great walk through time at the Deland comic and collectible show bring those little ones bring uh, other family members say hey I had that or do you remember this do you remember that lunchbox this is a place to do that mm -hmm. only five dollars to get in yes free parking yes and there's food available to yes. purchase and too. if you like gaming there's gaming going on throughout the day and cosplayers you are welcome bring your costumes yes mm -hmm. uh, Come in costume. Come do the cosplay thing. Yep. Come watch some fire performance, too. Oh, yes. Beautiful fire performance, right? Mm hmm And I dare somebody, challenging, hoping this will happen. I hope there's a family of Munsters cosplayers. <gasps> oh, that would be cool. Yes. Now, I did reach out to somebody who is a, a vendor at the Deland Comic and Collectible show. That is David Corporon of Smash Comics. I suggested that he cosplay as an adult version of Eddie Munster. Oh. That went over quite well. So <laughs> then I suggested if he will not do that, he needs to go as Grandpa Munster. Uh-huh. You know, uh, which I think he kind of dug a little more. And actually, with his personality, and this is not a dig to him, I could see him being Grandpa. Because remember, Grandpa was kind of feisty. True. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's right. And, that's right. And, 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 and he didn't have a filter, remember? Uh -huh. you know, so I thought, well, you know, David, maybe that'd be more appropriate. Yeah, so that would, uh, yeah. And I said, you know, maybe then one of your other good friends, you can have them be the adult version of Eddie, mm -hmm. and both of you sit there in the booth. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Don't you think? I think so. And you could be Herman. You could do the voice at least. <laughs> See, she's ready. So that's there's going to be all kinds of goofy fun at the Deland Comic and Collectibles show. Please stop by our uh, booth too. We're right next to. Uh, some other individuals have been on TV. I forgot about them. Phantasmagoria Orlando. They'll be there as well. Mm -hmm. They'll be playing with fire outside. They don't They do not do that next to me. Uh, they'll be playing with fire outside. I don't know if they'll have any sword demonstrations or anything like that. They might if Bill from Phantasmagoria is there. Last year, he and he started to, well, he needs to finish up the lessons. He started training me on using a saber, using, you know, a little sword play. I can't believe he gave you a sharp instrument. <laughs> Well, yeah, he did. So, and I learned that those swords are real. So it, it was it was interesting. All kinds of fun. It happens all day long. I can't wait. Matter of fact, you know, I, we get there early. That's how much we love this so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we look forward to seeing you starting at 10 o'clock till 5. It's just $5. All kinds of fun all day long. Please tell your friends about the Delan comic and collectible show. Now, Kimmy, I have a question for you. Are you going to cosplay at the Delan comic and collectible show tomorrow? I'm not sure yet. Ooh, no idea, huh? Nope. Uh, okay. Well, stop by our table and find out if she's done that. That's a Delan comic and collectible show happening tomorrow. Volusia County Fairgrounds is a place to be starting at 10 o'clock. Kimmy, would you like to play nerd and pop culture geek trivia on this Saturday? Yes, I would. <laughs> On the recent episodes of the Riley and Kimmy Show, we challenged Kimmy. If she got more right than wrong, she would get a collectible from the Deland Comic and Collectible Show. She's up to two collectibles from the Deland Comic and Collectible Show. I will be purchasing for her. Now, my big question for her is, do you want to go for three collectibles? But if you lose, you lose all of them. Yeah, let's go for it. Whoa. All or nothing. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing here. It could be three collectibles, and who knows what. That, that includes giving art from any participating artist, any signature from any participating celebrity. All right. It, it, it's fair game. Okay. Let's shoot, shoot for it. All righty, Kimmy, here we go. Put it, put it all on the line. All right. 
you live dangerously. It is a Saturday, January 7th. We're moving to the Almanac with our very first part. Not going to ask her a question on this. Yeah, I, mean, I think I will. We weren't originally, but we're going to. I'm going to give you the year, Kimmy. It is 1610. Yes, 1610. This Uh-oh. person discovers four of Jupiter's moons. Who is the astronomer? Galileo. Ooh, Kimmy got it right with a question. <gasps> she, 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 she's like, that's the only one I know way, that was Who way. Is Galileo? That was way back when. Okay, you did well on a, like a Jeopardy kind of question there, Kimmy. Staying in the world of old, I mean real old, we're staying, I'm going to give you that much of a clue, old. All okay. Right? So, and I'm, when I say old, that could be anywhere from 1900 to zero. Okay, going backwards. And by the way, these questions may be out of sync. They are not necessarily chronological or linear. They could be or they may not be. It was on this date, Kimmy, the first commercial bank in the United States of America opened. Give me what year within 50 years that this occurred. 1810. Wow. You had to do that, didn't you? Now I have to do math to see if you got it. I think you did. It was 1782. Yes, you did. The Bank of North America opened in Philadelphia. It was the first commercial bank in the United States. You did a great job there. It looks like uh, two for you. Zero for me. Looks like you might be getting the three collectibles from the Deland Comic and Collectible Show. It was 1785. French Aeronaut. Have you ever heard of that? Aeronaut. Hmm. An aeronaut. Balloonist Jean-Pierre Blanchard successfully made the first air crossing of the English Channel from the English coast to France in a balloon. Mm-hmm. You still owe me a balloon ride, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. You do a hot air balloon ride, not tethered, one that's actually crossing land. You 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 owe me that. Remember, that's from a long time ago. Also, what what? Ooh, what do you know? I still have the the written note. And I owe you a helicopter ride. I'll watch you from the ground. No, you're going with me because that was the agreement way back when. And you is that wrote, in the note? Yes, it is. And you rode in a helicopter with me on my birthday many years ago up north. I want to see where that is in the note. And I, for me, that was one of the biggest thrills on earth was Kimmy climbing into a helicopter and her hanging on for dear life to me as it took off and flew around and the landing. Man, that was fun. That was not fun. It was a, and it was a, one of those nice bubble helicopters with the big windows. I was, I was in heaven. I, I, I enjoyed it. You, you didn't seem to. No. But, but, but you know, it's a different time now. Maybe you will be better with it. That's, I doubt it. Well, we'll find out. We will film that adventure or video record it or stream it live. Who knows? If, we, if we're allowed to do that, we'll do that part. 1789, Americans voted for the electors that would choose George Washington as the first United States president. 1887, Thomas Stevens completed the first worldwide bicycle trip. Yeah, 1887. <laughs> 1887. How's that work? Well, think about what those bikes were like probably. At 18, I don't know if it was one of those big wheels. In a little wheel. Mm. You, you've seen those, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was one of those or... If I remember right, the early bicycles didn't even have brakes. Do you realize that your feet were the brakes? Oh. Yeah. Well, like I don't, Fred Flintstone. Yeah, they were sort of like a Fred Flintstone kind of bike. Well, anyway, Thomas Stevenson... <laughs> Thomas Stevens completed the first worldwide bicycle trip. He started his trip April 1884. And then bike traveled 13,500 miles in right at three years' time. You imagine 
three years on a bicycle. Imagine what those seats were that like. That would hurt. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I'm sure they didn't have those nice, you know, cushy seats yeah. that you can buy, you know, and add, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. Not bad, that, but that was something. There's a movie for somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Bicycle Adventure. It was 1894. W.K. Dixon received a patent for the motion picture film. Yeah, for motion picture film. Yeah, that was 1894. Not Edison, which some people might guess on that one. That's why I didn't ask you that question. It was 1904. The distress signal CQD was established, but two years later, something else became the Morse code radio distress signal because it was quicker to send by wireless radio. Tell me what replaced CQD. SOS. That's correct, which means? Help. I'll accept that. It means save our ship. Oh, I would guess save our souls. Yes, that's correct. Either one. Okay. I accept either one. Save our souls, save our ship. Okay. That is accepted. You got it. That was no... Dang it, you're there. You, you're still on the positive side to get your your collectibles. Cool. 1926, George Burns marries whom, Kimmy? Gracie Allen. That's correct. You, I thought you'd just give me the first name. You got the whole thing there. Mm-hmm. Gracie Allen, that's correct. 1926. It was 1927, Transatlantic Telephone Service began between New York and London. That's 1927. On that date, 31 calls were made on the first day. Okay. Now think how many calls are made right now. Ugh. I mean, I, I have no idea. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. More than 31. It was on, the, and I'm just cell phone. I mean, whatever, you know, communication-wise, you know, through the computer, whatever, just imagine. It was on this date, Kimmy. Give me the year. In Hinkley, Illinois, the Harlem Globetrotters played their first game. I will give you a 20-year plus or minus. 1950. You missed that one. 1927, the Harlem Globetrotters played their first game in Illinois. I'm catching up. I'm on you. Here we go. It was 1928. The debut of Buck Rogers, 2429 A.D., occurred in newspapers around the United States. But that title just did not work for the comic strip. They changed it to Buck Rogers in the what? 24th century. Oh, she misses another one. I got two. It's 25th century. It was 1929. Tarzan, one of the first adventure comic strips, first appears. 1934, Flash Gordon comic strip by Alex Raymond debuts. You're upset there. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm catching up. 1949, Gene Autry's Melody Ranch debuts on CBS Radio. The show aired for 16 years. It was 1949. The announcement of the first photograph of Jeans was shown. This was shown at the University of Southern California in Los Angeles. It was on this date, 1953. I won't ask. This president, Harry Truman, announced the development of the hydrogen bomb. It was 1954. Duoscopic TV receiver was unveiled. The TV set allowed the watching of two different shows at the same time. Ooh. Think about that. 1954. Wow. Now, I've never seen that at all. I've never seen any, like, stills of it working, any, any you know, film footage of it. I've never, and I, I like to collect vintage uh, television and radio and, you know, electronic devices. Never seen that thing. And I'm kind of curious, A, how expensive it was. It had to be extremely, I would think. Mm-hmm. And... Why it didn't catch on? Was it just cost? 
or back then you only had two channels to watch anyway, or yeah, three. three. I mean, I, I'm just kind of curious why I didn't. That had been great, man, when I was a kid. If my mom had that with soap operas, I would not have had to run to the TV set and keep changing channels because we didn't have a remote control. I was a remote control. Uh-huh. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. She, she could have watched Guiding Light and the General Hospital at the same time. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, that'd been so cool. It was on this day. And think about that. When she wanted to watch some of those boring TV shows, maybe I could have watched something else. Yeah. You know, and when she was watching like uh, The Waltons. <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't know what else. I can't remember what else was on or, or Marcus Welby or whatever, you know, be. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, gee, why was I reading a lot when those shows were on uh, or listening to the radio? I, I wonder why. Well, that was a good thing. It, I, yeah. In her weird way, she was helping me. That's right. It, it, okay. It was 1963. Gary U.S. Bonds filed a $100,000 lawsuit against Chubby Checker. The charge was that Chubby Checker stole quarter to three and turned it into the song Dancing Party. That case was settled out of court. That's 1963. Feel free to, uh, I know you can probably find both versions on YouTube and see if you think there's a similarity between those. So on this date, Kimmy, the cost of the U.S. first class stamp was raised from five cents to six cents. You tell me the year within 10 years. Oh. 1967. Well, I was going to let you use one of your get-out-of-jail-for-free uh, cards, if you will, but you got it. It was 1968 Woo! that that happened, so you didn't even have to use that, Kimmy. It was on this date, 1980, this United States president signed legislation that authorized $1.5 billion in loans for the bailout of the Chrysler Corporation. Think about this before you answer quickly. 1980, it is January 7th, 1980. Who is the sitting president? Jimmy Carter. <laughs> That's correct. See, I could have set you up real fast with that, and you I know you would have said somebody else, but you're right. So on this date, Kimmy, 1992, AT&T releases a video telephone, 1992. The price tag for that video telephone, shall we ask you what it is? Within no. a certain, okay, I won't do that. It was just under $1,500. It was okay. $1,499. I've never seen that one in in use anywhere. That was 1992. Hmm. Now I remember back in, you can find there's like a late sixties telephone books and stuff where they would show like the upcoming televisions or upcoming telephones, you know, like your princess phone and your other things you could get. And they had these for years in telephone books in the back. You can find out what's coming out next or, or available right now. And they were promoting, I would love to find the phone book. They were promoting the, uh, uh, video phone in the sixties. Wow. Going to be coming soon. It's kind of cool. Never happened. But. All right. It was 1996. One of the biggest blizzards in United States history hit the eastern states. More than 100 deaths were later blamed on severe weather. 1997, the Spice Girls debut with what single, Kimmy? It's released in the United States. And you had it. And probably have it right now on your MP3 player. Hmm... our first one. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it. You want to sing it? No. Are you sure? Otherwise, it's good. you're going to you're going to go into the negative column. What if I don't sing it? Yeah, you, you, I can't. You got to give me an answer some some way here, either the title or sing sing the song.
I can't. Five, four. I can't. Three. All right, you lose on this one. Wannabe was the, the Wannabe. single. Yeah, 1997. I knew it was something that wasn't in the song. All right. <laughs> See, that was where I was trying to hook you. Trying to get me to sing. Yeah, that too. All right, it was 1998. Former White House intern signed an affidavit denying that she had an affair with the United States president, President Clinton. Tell me the name of that intern. Monica Lewinsky. That's right. 1999, a year later, United States President Clinton went on trial before the Senate. It was the only second time in the United States history that an impeached president had gone to trial. It was on this date, 2002, Microsoft Corporation's Bill Gates introduced a new device codenamed Mira. The device was tablet-like and was a cross between a handheld computer and a TV remote control. Moving over to notable and celebrity birthdays today, Millard S. Fillmore, born on this date, 1800. Can you tell me what he is known for? He was the president. That's correct. 13th president of the United States. He was there between 1850 and 1853. He was Zachary Tyler's vice president and then took over the role of president upon Zachary's death. And he died March 8th, 1874 at 74. That's Millard Fillmore. Moving over to somebody else having a birthday today, Ann Rutledge, born 1813. Many historians claim that she was Abraham Lincoln's true love, born in Henderson, Kentucky. She died in 1835. You can see the Henry Fonda version of the Abraham Lincoln biography movie. It was made back in the 30s. They do reference that in that film. This person, give me a cartoonist, American cartoonist, born on this date. 1912 was when he was born. He created something that's quite famous that uh, was originally part of about 150 other cartoons and composites. He, he did dark cartoons, if you will, dark humor, and then it would eventually uh, catch on and become its own strip. And then it would also go and branch out into television and other things. Here is your audio clue. Identify the famous comic strip cartoon characters that he is known for. Do you know? Adam's family. Well, I was waiting for you to... The popper out there. Yes, it is the Adams family that he is known for. His name, I won't ask, is Charles Adams, born in 1912. Here's the other question for you, Kimmy. Did he live to see his creation make it to television? Uh, yeah. Yes, he did. He passed away in 1988 at the age of 76, and the Adams family, the original TV series, was on TV from 1964 to 1966. Okay. So he was alive. Now, the next question for you, Kimmy. I thought we'd have a little fun here with something, uh, two different types of horror TV shows on basically the same time period. Which one had more episodes? The Addams Family or The Munsters? Think carefully. Which one? I'd say The Munsters. Yes, Kimmy is correct. The Munsters had more episodes. The Munsters had 70 episodes. And the Adams Family had 64. And by the way, the Munsters had higher ratings in the Nielsen survey as well than I, the Adams. I, I like the Munsters. I watched the Munsters. I didn't watch the Adams Family. See, I loved the Munsters as a kid. I still love the Munsters. But the kid had attracted me because I was big into the Universal horror, you know, the classic Universal monsters and stuff. So it was an, I instantly gravitated to that. But as an adult, I really enjoy the Adams Family. I love the Adams Family. I. You know, rediscovered them, if you will. That is 
the Addams Family, and the Munsters. The Munsters was more popular. Kimmy was correct. And by the way, speaking of the Munsters, Butch Patrick, who played Eddie Munster, will be at the Deland Comic and Collectible Show tomorrow. That's Sunday, January 8th. You can talk to him about the Munsters. You can talk to him about the Addams Family, too, probably. I did not do that. I didn't talk about the Addams Family with him. Mm. I don't know if he hated him or mm. got along or ever had a relationship with anybody from the Adams Family. Mm-hmm. Did he ever get in a fight with Pugsley? I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I did not ask that question either. I did not ask, you know, if we went back in time, would Eddie Munster kick Pugsley's butt or would Pugsley kick Eddie's butt? Or do you think Wednesday would kick Eddie's butt? <laughs> I, I didn't ask any of those questions. Suppose I could ask. I could have just asked really weird questions like that. Uh-huh. I could have just what you know called in you know with the interview. Went, okay, Mister Mister Butch Patrick, I have some <laughs> questions for you. Here's my you sound like Charlie in the box. Here's my first question. <laughs> if you were to be in the boxing ring or wrestling ring with Pugsley, who would win? <laughs> But that would have went over real well. You would have went, oh, I got to go now. <laughs> or this way, excuse me, are, are you going to be dressed up as Eddie Munster at the Deland show? <laughs> I bet he'd go. I bet I would have gotten some real good answers then, don't you? Uh. But you realized, and you can listen to this, he actually had those suits. The Eddie Munster suits, costumes. He had them for years. Wow. <laughs> I don't think he wore them for years. <laughs> he had them for, I don't think he was running around town going, yeah, look at me. I, you remember me? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, he actually had that, but he had the Woof Woof doll. Uh-huh. You can find out more about that. We have that on that uh, that uh, interview with Butch. That's on episode number 1107. I promise, Kimmy, not to embarrass you by walking up to his table and with camera in hand go, excuse me. <laughs> I have a question. No, I won't do that. It was on this date. Uh, Paul Revere, Paul Revere and the Raiders, was born. He was born in 1938, died in 2014. His hits were kicks from 1966, ranked number 400, by the way, on the Rolling Stones' list of 500 greatest songs of all time. Hungry, 1966, Him or Me, What's It Gonna Be, 1967, and the Platinum Certified Classic number one single, Indian Reservation, 1971. This person having a birthday from the music world. Kimmy, tell me who it is, how old he is. I could give you one clue that would instantly get it, but it would be unfair because it would only be relevant to you, the clue. But I'll use that as a backup in case you can't give me the answer with this clue. He sang the theme song for the movies Footloose, Top Gun, and Caddyshack. Who is he? Kenny Loggins. That's correct. How old is Kenny Loggins today? 60. Kenny Loggins, within 10 years, Kimmy, is 60. You say he is 69. Hmm? Kimmy said he's 60. Yes. Pay attention. I said within 10 years, he is 69. Well, so then you can, you that, can, that works for me. I, I'm glad you're you're paying attention. You know, I could have said champagne. Mm-hmm. Would that have been a clue? Well, I got I got him right. Yeah, but if I, I could have used the word champagne, could I not? And you and mentioned probably. You know, yeah, and that would have worked, right? Mm-hmm. Champagne, Wisconsin. That's all I would have had to say, right? Right. And and you would have went, Kenny Loggins. See, it's sort of like Tattletales here. Mm-hmm. Remember that TV show? Kind of. They yeah. gave these weird things, and you had to go, you had to go uh, give some answer and see if the spouse or whatever knew the. That's right. It was. Yeah. Maybe we should resurrect. Inside, inside jokes. Yeah, maybe we should resurrect nerd, but make it nerd and geek. Tattletales. Mm-hmm. Wow, that could be interesting. This person having a birthday today, I won't ask you who it is. You do know her, though. You've seen her in person. That's Erin Gray having a birthday today. 
American actress best known for her role in the TV series Buck Rogers. She played Wilma Deering on that. And that was Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Can't, can't forget that 25th century. And as Kate Summers Stratton in the situation comedy Silver Spoons. Tell me how old Erin Gray is today. Kimmy, you recently saw her in Orlando, Florida within the last year or so. Uh, 62. We give you a five-year buffer. She's 67 years old. Okay. She is now a talent agent. She books celebrities for conventions and other things. Moving over to somebody else having a birthday, Kimmy, American actor. His most prominent roles were Lieutenant Horatio Kane on the TV series CSI Miami and Detective John Kelly on ABC crime drama NYPD Blue. Who is he? Oh. Ooh. Why would I ask that one? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Why did he do that to me? But I figured I'd ask one of your favorite actor questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is he, Kimmy? I can see him, but I can't say his name. David Caruso. Having a birthday today. Within five years, how old is David Caruso today? 65. He is 61, so you get that one. Tell me who this is and how old she is. She made her first broadcast as anchor of the CBS Evening News. She took over for many years on the CBS Evening News. From 2006 to 2011, she was that nightly news anchor. Who is it? Katie Couric. Yes, and how old is Katie Couric within five? 64. She is 60 today, and she's just uh, sitting in on the Today Show. Just saw her the other day, sitting in on Today. This person having a birthday today, Kimmy, she was part of the Go-Go's. Kathy Valentine, do you remember her? Mm -hmm. How old is she within five? Uh, 58. That's exactly right. Wow. Yeah, you're scaring me, Kimmy. See if you know, you can identify this one. He's received an Academy Award, also a Golden Globe and Screen Actors Guild Award for his performance as an alcoholic. And that's an alcoholic Hollywood writer in Leaving Las Vegas. Tell me who this birthday person is. Nicholas Cage. That's correct. How old is Nicholas Cage? You get... A two-year buffer. Ah. Okay, five. I'll give you five. Nicholas Cage, who loves Superman. How old is Nicholas? Fifty-eight. I should have kept it at two. It'd been my advantage. He is fifty-three today, so you got it right. Okay. And if you ever get an opportunity to see him in Wild at Heart, <laughs> that's uh, one of my favorites of his, mm-hmm. and, uh, and one of my favorites with Kimmy with that movie. Mm-hmm. I actually took you to that film. Yes, you did. One of our first movies well, it was, ever. It, it was one of those, uh, is she a keeper or not moments. You know, I took you to some three horrible films, or not horrible, questionable films. Mm-hmm. Mainstream people, non-nerds would have walked. <laughs> but you you stuck around, man. And then, you know, if this movie had been out a little bit earlier, I would have taken you to that. That is Vampire's Kiss. Remember that one that he uh, played in? I showed Ugh. too. That is the strangest, weirdest, whack thing that I've ever seen him in. Yes. And I recommend... If you have an opportunity to check out Vampire's Kiss, please do. If you kind of like Nicolas Cage, uh, you you will go, wow, what what was that? I mean, yeah. it, it, it is really, really out there. Vampire's Kiss from 1989. Another birthday today. Kimmy, this person plays Hawkeye in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He also appeared in Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol 2011, The Bourne Legacy 2012, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters 2013, and Mission Impossible Rogue Nation 2015. Tell me who he is. 
He's a movie star. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm drawing a blank. I Jer- can see him. Jeremy Jer- Renner. Now, okay, so you get you got it. Jeremy Renner. How old is he within five years, Kimmy? Uh, 45. He is 46. You got that one. Lauren Cohen. Do you know that actress? Mm-hmm. You do know who she is. Tell me a TV show she's known for. Supernatural. Oh, you are brilliant. How old is she within five years? Uh, 36. She's 35. She's also known for the role of Maggie Ray on The Walking Dead from 2011 till now. And by the way, she played Martha Wayne in Batman vs. Superman, Donna Justice. Mm. Didn't catch that, did you? Mm. Yeah, you, were, you were holding your eyes going, oh, I don't like this movie. <laughs> so you didn't see, see that. Yeah, Kimmy, Kimmy really did not like that movie, did you? No. Uh, yeah, you didn't. Don't, and we don't want to upset Humphrey Ching, who's appearing at the Deland Comic and Collectible show, local artist, because Humphrey loved Batman vs. Superman, so don't criticize that. You know, sorry there, Hump. You know, didn't didn't mean to rally you up there. So don't if you go by his table, say you love Batman, but you know, don't don't mention that movie in in a negative way if you didn't like it. If you love it, go, hey, we love we love Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. And he he'll be really nice to you, right? Mm-hmm. He'll he'll always be nice. Yeah. He he just saves that, that saves it for us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I see dead people. Yes, moving over to notable and celebrity deaths, Kimmy. It was 1943. Nikola Tesla, American physicist, created the Tesla motor, dies at the age of 86. Uh, one of the reasons he's famous for those who have no idea, you know, borderline nerds, he created alternating current AC, high-voltage, high-frequency power experiments, the Tesla coil, which you will see in especially the old Universal horror films. Yeah, you, you know that thing. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? That mm-hmm. Tesla, Tesla coil, right? Yeah, the thing that uh, Bela Lugosi talks about in some things that he got zapped at, mm-hmm. it, 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 it gave him a good good jolt. He, he he had a fear of the Tesla coil. And there was a movie, Kimmy, called Prestige, The Prestige. Tell me, who played Nikola Tesla in that movie? David Bowie. That's correct. I love that scene, those scenes with him in that. Mm-hmm. I actually love that movie, too, but uh, he just, uh, he was just cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. And let's see, moving back to the death section. 2015, Rod Taylor passed away, died at the age of 84. He was an Australian actor and uh, film and television. He appeared in over 50 films, including The Time Machine, The Birds, and Quentin Tarantino's 2009 film, Inglorious Bastards. He played Winston Churchill in that film. That was his final film appearance. Moving over to Weddings Today... For celebrities and notables, it was 1971 American horror, sci-fi, and fantasy author Stephen King marries Tabitha Spruce. She was an author, too. That was 1971, Kimmy. Okay. And that wraps up the almanac. Looks like you're getting a collectible. You got three, Kimmy. Yes, Kimmy's got three. Question is, is she going to go for four or not? I have no idea. We might ask her on the next episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. But what we're going to do right now is honor something and dedicate something we're dedicating something to Phantasmagoria Orlando, John Diadonna in particular, as we go back in time with the golden age of radio. Radio, watch music. radio someone still you. And that's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Anytime we have an excuse, an opportunity to go back in time to the golden age of radio, the theater of the mind, we take that opportunity, and we have that opportunity today. Something I left off the almanac. It was 1941. The NBC radio network presented The Squeaky Door for the first time. Now, the show had its name changed to Inner Sanctum. 1941, Inner Sanctum 
made its radio debut, and we have an episode that we're dedicating to John Diadonna and Phantasmagoria. This episode stars Boris Karloff in Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart. And anyone who knows Phantasmagoria, and especially John Diadonna, they know, they both love Edgar Allan Poe. This is a fantastic example of the theater of the mind. All I ask is please be a little forgiving for the sound quality. This was recorded in 1941 on technology not not designed to last all these years. And when it was recorded even then, it, it wasn't of today's standards by any means. So please be a little bit forgiving. But it's fantastic audio work, fantastic acting, great theater of the mind, special effects, and you get Boris Karloff and an Edgar Allan Poe story, a classic. Here we go back in time to the tell-tale heart from 1941 on The Riley and Kimmy Show. And now our story. A story based on a tale by the greatest master of the macabre that ever lived, Edgar Allan Poe. The story of a man who could hear not only every sound on earth, but... Uh, even things that don't exist. So, turn down the lights, call in a friend or neighbor to keep you company, and listen to Boris Karloff as Simon in a telltale heart. It's early evening. The sun is just setting behind a range of low hills. On top of the nearest hill is a huge rambling building surrounded by park-like grounds a road winds from its gates down to the little village below. Down this road comes a man. He's tall, gaunt, his hair snow white. He's so busy with his thoughts that he doesn't see the small dark man who sits by the roadside. But just as he is about to pass him... Good evening. Huh? Oh, why, good evening. Nice evening, isn't it? Nice? Why, it's the most wonderful, perfect evening... I'll never know this side of heaven. You don't say. And you can't know what it's like to feel as if you've just risen from the dead. As if your tomb was opened. And you were told that you could return to the world that you knew and loved. Can't I? You can't. You see, my name is Simon. I was a musician. Two years ago, I went stone deaf. Suddenly. Completely. Do you know what deafness means to a musician? It's like dying. Or worse, like dying and knowing that you're dead. Oh, I went to doctors, but they could do nothing for me. And, but finally, one of them sent me to see the doctor who has the place up on the hill here. Dr. Adair? Yes, Dr. Adair. He kept me with him for six months, and now... Now I'm going home again. He cured you? You can hear? Hear? Listen. Listen hard and tell me what you can hear right now. Nothing very much. The wind. Cricket. <laughs> Cricket and the wind. Do you know what I can hear? I can hear the grass growing. The sap rising in the trees. I can hear the stars moving in their courses. I can hear things that no man ever heard before. 
Now, do you know why I said that this was the most wonderful evening that ever was? Yes, Simon. But I knew why before. You see, I just left the place up on the hill myself. You left there? You mean... When I was taken there, I was blind. Oh. Your eyes, yes. I, I hadn't noticed before, but they are strange. Shall we walk on together? Simon? I just... Where did you plan to go? Well, I've been thinking about that for weeks now. All the weeks when I couldn't leave my room. I must get used to being able to hear again. Gradually. From my window, I could see an old mill. Just this side of the village. Yes, it's, it's deep in the woods. Deserted. There's moss on the water wheel. And the door hangs open by one hinge. You mean that, that you can see it? From here? My eyes have become as good as your hearing. You thought of going there, living there? For a while, until I was ready to return to the world. Oliver, why don't you come with me? Then when we are both ready, we can go back together to the world. Yes, I could do that. Think of what it's going to mean, how much we're going to be able to help people. You with your sight and I with my hearing. Help them? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. All right, Simon. We'll go to your old mill. This way, Oliver. Up this path. Was he? Was he? Someone's coming. The farmer, he, he seems to be looking for something. Good evening. I'm looking for my cow. Have you seen her? Well, what kind of a cow is she? A brown and a white one with a crooked horn. Wait. I hear her. She's grazing in a field on the other side of the woods. Hear her? That's almost a mile from here. I have good ears. Good? You must have ears like a fox. But that field, that's the squire's. How did she get there? You think someone took her? Who would? Well, it's the squire's land, but he's the richest man around here. Why should he have taken my cow? Wait a minute. Ah, let me see. Yes. Yes, I do see someone with your cow. He's just leaving her. You, you can see that? Right through the woods? I have good eyes. Who is it? What's he like? Is he tall, wearing a brown jacket? Yes. I knew it. It's the squire. He's trying to steal my cow. I'd better go get her. Thank you very much. Perhaps I'll see you both again. Perhaps. We'll both be staying around here for a while there in the old mill. Why did you tell him that, Oliver? Did you really see the squire taking his cow? I saw what he wanted me to see. What do you mean? He hates the squire because the squire's rich and he's poor. But, but what? Never mind, Simon. Shall we go on to the mill? <laughs> Here we are, and it's just the way I knew it would be. Quiet, peaceful, no noises, just sound. And even those are dulled by the waterfall. Yes, it's just the way I knew it would be, too. Dark, dank, the home of the rats and spiders. We'd be happy living here with them. Happy with rats and spiders? Why? Because they're like me. Rats see in the dark. 
and spiders spin webs. I don't understand you, Oliver. Must you always see the worst, the most evil side of everything? Always. But why? Don't you love people? Don't you think that this is a good world? A good world when I was blind for more than two years? But whose fault was that? What difference does that make? I was blind. And did anyone care that I was? No. Love people? I hate them. But, Oliver, that's wrong. You've no right to hate anyone or anything. What's that? The sound like wings, like... Yes, there it is, there. A swallow. Why, it's frightened, trying to get out. Why, it's beating itself against the wall and... Oh, poor thing, it's hurt itself. Fallen to the ground. I'd better catch it. Is it badly hurt? No, I I don't think so. Oh, just this one wing. Here, let's see. Perhaps we can uh, put a splint on it, heal it. Do you think so? Here. Here, Oliver. But be gentle. It's still terribly frightened. I will. I will. Oh, Oliver! What are you doing to doing, that bird? Doing blood, you... Why, you crushed the swallow. Killed it. I so I have. You... You killed it deliberately. You think so? I told you we all have some badness deep inside us. Even you. Here you are ready to believe the worst of me. That I'd wantonly crush a, a harmless little sparrow to death and... Simon. What is it? I... I don't know, but there, there's something in your face. Something that wasn't there before. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going up to bed. Simon! Simon, wait! It wasn't he that was blind. It was I, I. Why, oh, he is bad, evil, clean through. He's like one of the spiders he loves so much, lurking here and spinning cunning webs to catch innocent people in. And what he saw in my face just now, there was something there. Something that wasn't there before. Death. Why did this have to happen to me? I was so happy just a little while ago. I loved everyone, the whole world. And now... Now I have to kill him. And here I am, friend. Raymond, your host in the inner sanctum. Who also loves everyone. So, Simon has decided he must murder his companion. Not because he wants to, but in order to keep him from spreading the hate and evil he seems to love. (laughs) That's a charming idea. But, if Oliver's eyes are as good as he says they are, good enough to see death in Simon's face, how will he be able to do it, hmm? Sorry, I advised you to sit down before? I thought not. You still want me to go on with the story of the telltale heart? Very well. It's a little later that same evening, and Simon is sitting in the upper story of the old deserted mill, waiting, listening. Sleep, Oliver, sleep. Aren't you ever going to sleep? Oh, I know you're lying down. I heard you getting undressed. I even heard the thread snap when you pulled that button off your shirt. 
But you're not asleep yet. I can tell by your breathing, the way your heart's beating. And that's what I must wait for. The time when you're really asleep. When you close those hawk eyes that can see even in the dark. That could read murder in my face when I didn't know it was there myself. Wait a minute. There. Now you're asleep. And now I must go. Easy with the jaw. Careful. And even more careful going down the stairs. He wakes. No, he can't. He won't wake up. He can't. And, and even if he does, uh, here we are. The door to his room. How shall I do it? Those sacks he's using as a pillow. Shall I pull them out and held them over his face and smothered him? That's it, yes. And then I wouldn't have to touch him. I wouldn't. Who's there? Who's there? There is someone there. I can see you. It's Simon. Yes, it's Simon. What do you want? What are you doing here? I know you've come to kill me. Yes, Oliver. I've come to kill you. Philip, you can't do that. You can't. Yes, Oliver, I can. And I have to. Oh, please don't struggle like that. I'm stronger than you are. You can't get away from me. You can't. You can't. That noise. Hear it? It's your heart. Beating, pounding, driving the blood through your veins. It's beating more slowly now. Slower and fainter. Running down like a tired clock. I'm not going to let you go until it's stopped. So don't struggle. Don't struggle, please. Just a few seconds more. Uh, I can hardly hear it now. Just a faint, throbbing murmur. Uh, and now, even that's gone. Yes, it, it stopped. And you're dead. Oliver, listen. I didn't want to do it. I didn't, but I had to. You were only interested in hurting people. That's why I had to do it. And that's why I'm not going to give myself up or confess that I killed you, because I could still help people. You understand, don't you? That's why I must get rid of your body, hide it somewhere. Oh, what am I to do with you? I know. I'll keep you here, tear up the floor and hide you underneath it. Let's see now, this, this crowbar. There, and this one here, there. That should be big enough. And now, in you go. Goodbye, Oliver. Goodbye. Just put these boards back. Nail them down again with the same rusty nails. And, and it's done. Now I'll spread this dust over the cracks. 
No one will be able to tell what I've done. No, not even with your eyes. If you could still use them. What's that? A light. A lantern outside. Someone at the door. Maybe Christie's come back again. Yes? Who is it? It's Trent. The constable. The constable? What, what do you want? Oh, nothing much. Thought I'd drop in. Say hello. Come in, constable. Come right in. Thanks. Great time of night to be visiting, but I heard there were strangers living out here, and I thought I might... Why, of course, it's part of your job to investigate strangers, isn't uh-huh. it? In a way. Not that you're a stranger, exactly. What do you mean? You've been around here for some time, haven't you? Up at Dr. Dare's place in the hill, I mean? Oh, yes, yes, of course. I, I just left there this afternoon. Uh-huh. And your friend, where is he? Sleeping? Friend? Why, there's no one here with me. I'm all alone. The doctor said. You mind if I look around? Oh, no, of course not. I said I doubt your word or anything like that. Oh, no, but... don't apologize, Constable. Go right ahead. <laughs> Well, Constable? There's certainly no sign of anyone else. Well, I told you so. Yes, you did. Now, I'll just sit down here for a minute. I'll get my pipe going. No, no, not there. Don't sit there. Why not? Because, uh... <laughs> well, it, it was just that the floor looked a little rotten right there, and, and I was afraid that... Oh, I, I guess it's all right. Sure. Strong enough to hold me, anyway. <coughs> Don't stop it. I pet you. Good heavens. What's that? That's what? That. That sobbing. That noise. Beating away like. I don't hear any noise. But you must, you. Ah. Those ears of mine. Sometimes they're too good. It's, It's just your watch ticking. Watch? I haven't got a watch on me. You. You haven't? But then what? Oh, look, Constable. I I could use a bit of exercise. Suppose I walk you back to the village. Well, that's mighty nice of you. I'm glad to have your company. But there's no hurry, is there? Just let's sit here for a while. I don't want to sit. Constable, will you come now? Now, this minute, if you don't, I'll have... I don't know what I'll do. Hey, you have gotten yourself into a state... Anything the matter? Oh, no, no, of course not. It's, oh, it's just that I get nervous, restless, and you won't mind if I, if I walk up and down right here, will you? It'll make you feel any better. Go ahead. Thank you. This floor, it, uh, it is noisy, isn't it? Noisy enough. Constable, this, this lever here, I, I've been wondering about it. What's it for, do you know? Oh, yes. I think it opens the sluice, starts the middle wheel turning. It does? Then, then let's try it. See if it still works. There. Yeah, still works all right. Quite a racket, too. Still not loud enough. Still. Constable, by heaven's sake, will you come now and leave here with me? If you don't, I'll go back. Need to get so excited. I'm not excited. I'm perfectly calm and quiet. 
Will you come now, right away? But I told you. I know what you're doing. Sitting there, pretending you haven't heard. Making me stay here and listen to it. Beating louder and louder and louder. All right. I confess. I killed him. I killed him. His body is right underneath you, under the floor. I killed him. And that noise you hear is his heart. The beating of his telltale heart. Hello, Dr. Adair. Oh, Constable, hello. Well, did you find them? Yes, Doctor. I'm glad. Some of my boys will be bringing the other one, Oliver, along in a little while. Bringing him? Is matter with him? Well, sort of. They were in the old mill by the river. Simon had evidently tried to kill Oliver, but he hadn't done a good job of it. He nailed him up underneath the floor... And uh, when we got him out, he was unconscious. He's still pretty weak. I see. Uh, bring Simon in, will you? Sure. All right, Simon. In here. Yes, Constable. Now, uh, turn him around so that he's facing me. That's it. Well, hello, Simon. Hello, Doctor. Simon, why did you run away from here this afternoon? Run away? I didn't run away. I left. What need was there for me to stay when I was cured? Oh. And uh, what you did, or rather tried to do, to Oliver? Ah, uh, that was wrong. I know it was wrong, but but I had to do it. He was bad, Doctor, bad. He hated everyone, wanted to hurt them. And I couldn't let him. You know, it's strange, Constable. Two men, both mental cases because of a sudden affliction. But while Oliver's blindness made him hate, Simon's deafness filled him with love for all mankind. Deafness? You mean he's deaf? But, but, but when you talk to him, he answers you. Yes, he reads lips. That's why I had you turn him around so he was facing me. But he's stone deaf. He will never hear again. What's that you'll say? Death? But I'm not deaf. Why, there's no one can hear better than I. No one. I heard everything when I left here. Things no man has ever heard before. The song of the swan. The breathing of the fish. Why, I even heard the beating of Oliver's heart. After I'd killed him. Yes, Simon, of course. I'm not deaf, I tell you. I'm not. I'm not. So, Simon did hear all the things he said he did. Even the beating of the telltale heart. And not with his ears, but with something else deep inside his poor, sick brain. Uh, speaking of telltale hearts, oh, I'm sorry, it's not a heart at all. It's just Mr. Herlihy's knees knocking together. And if you think you're kidding, Raymond, you're crazy. Oh, I'm not kidding, Ed. And Mr. Carlos' audiences, that's the equivalent of applause. Since everyone's generally much too scared to show the usual approval with their hands. So we won't take any chances. We'll just use words and say... Thanks, Boris Karloff, for your splendid performance of tonight's dramatization of Pose the Telltale Heart. It was a pleasure, Raymond, to be able to bring our friends one of the world's most famous stories. 
And I'm very grateful to Everett Sloan as Oliver and Santos Ortiaga, who played Christie, for the help that they gave me. So now, I suggest that you listen to Ed Hurley, who has some helpful advice for which you may be very grateful. This is Raymond again, your host, getting ready to close that door to the inner sanctum and say goodnight until the same time next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you care to do a little bloodthirsty reading, try this month's inner sanctum novel, I'll Eat You Last, by H.C. Brandon. Uh, in case you've already read that, why not try some of the other stories by the author of tonight's mystery drama, Edgar Allan Poe. According to all critics, this writer has quite a future. Oh, good night. Pleasant dreams, If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y. And Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.